Welcome to the Newson Health Menopause Podcast. I'm Dr. Louise Newson, a GP and menopause specialist, and I run the Newson Health Menopause and Wellbeing Centre here in Stratford-upon-Avon. So hi, today I haven't got a menopause expert with me, I haven't got a doctor with me, I've got a real patient sitting with me. So today I've got Kim, who's really kindly given up her time, come back to the clinic, um, just to talk about her experience really. So hi Kim. Hello. So you're obviously really well now, which is brilliant, Yeah. but if you can bear with it, go back, tell me about when we very first met, what had been going on. I think when we met, it wasn't, oh, yeah, I was probably at my worst, but it, I'd probably be not okay for two to four years. Mm. Well, I know now how bad it was. At the time, I didn't. It's yes. looking back in hindsight, I realised how bad it yeah. was. And it was a gradual progression. It wasn't like overnight instant. That's exactly, and which happens to so many people. Yeah. So how old were you when you first got symptoms now, do you think? It's really hard to say. When I look back, when I was 45, my daughter got really ill. So I was loopy because of that. And then when we came home, I don't know. But looking back, I think it was definitely starting then. But I just put it all down to her being ill. And then certainly, like, from then till when I was, well, basically till I saw you, it was a gradual Mm. getting worse and worse and worse. And at first I didn't even really click it. And then like, I was just like, oh, it's not that bad. It's just IBS. It's not a big deal. Mm. It wasn't IBS. And then um, obviously it's gluten. So I cut that. It's not gluten. And then, um, so literally it was like a checklist every other, every six months that it was getting worse and worse and worse. Then it was joints. Then I stopped running. Then to the point where I think it was last September, just before I came to see you, we went on holiday and I think... I was completely unfunctioning for the whole three weeks that we were on holiday. It was just in tears, just terrible. And I think also, like, when I look back on it, I remember, like, my daughter saying, um, like, I was really on it. Mm. Not brilliant, but I was okay. I was homeschooled them and I run my own business. And then all of a sudden they were like, can you just finish your sentence? So you'd gone from being a real doer, in control, yeah. everything... Nothing at all. Literally, yeah. can you finish your sentence? I'm like, no, I can't. So were you scared about this? <laughs> yeah, I was really frightened. What did you think really was going frightened. on? I thought there was something really wrong with me. Mm. Um, and also, I think, because like my daughter had been ill and then my mum had died, so I was convinced that some... I think that exacerbated yes. it as well. So yeah. I was convinced that I'd got something similar to that. Um, and then, like... The IBS obviously was stomach cancer, and then yeah. it was, you know. Yeah. But in my head, I'd convinced myself that all of these things were really bad. And I was li- living on the internet, looking up symptoms yes. all the time because I didn't know that the menopause, I just thought the menopause was hot flashes. I, I knew about that. Yeah. And your period stopped. I didn't yeah. know. Well, anything. that's what most people, and you know, my, my oldest daughter is 16 and she gets taught at school menopause is when your period stop which it does yeah but that's the only I think advantage of the menopause you know yeah, but no one is. tells us how important hormones are on our brains and on our joints like you say with the muscle pain anxiety else, anxiety oh, yeah. it's really common but um people don't realize that so had you gone to any doctors to ask for help um I was frightened to take HRT 
because it had got that stigma mm. and I was convinced obviously that's just an awful thing so I eventually I was that bad and I did have really bad health anxiety so I couldn't see the wood for the truck I couldn't yes. I couldn't get out of it I couldn't yeah see what to do yeah and I went to the GP and she said and I, I actually researched it and there was one that was the menopause specialist there so I went and saw her and she said trust me HRT it'll be okay I'm like okay so she gave me a patch came home and I was really frightened I remember mm, being really frightened yes. put it on and I had a terrible headache and after two days I took it off and I went back and saw her. I said no yeah it's just not working for me and I said can I see the NHS menopause yeah, the clinic, clinic. Yes. Yeah. and yeah. she agreed. She was so kind, she agreed. In the meantime, I started, I had enough, thank goodness, to start researching it, yes. so I knew then what I wanted. So yeah. I went and I said, right, I wanted the estrogen and I wanted the estrogen. And she was brilliant. She went, yeah, there you go. Oh, so, so that was a real help. But yeah. then... Um, I didn't get on with the eutrogestin and I started reading up on it and I was on menopause matters right. all the time and yes. stuff like that. Found out that you could take it different ways. Yeah. So I went back to her because she asked me to go back and we weren't on the same page at all. No. And she was like, you can take eutrogestin, but you need to take 200 milligrams a day, every day. And I'm like, that's, that's so much. Yeah, yeah. And it was already messing with me, mm. being on just the 100 milligrams. So I was like, I didn't want to do that. So I came out and I just I just cried because I, I, I really yeah, wasn't with it at all. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I went on holiday. I was in a really bad place. Then I came to see you. Yeah. It was all lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I think, which, which really shows, I mean, there's different types of HRT and there's different doses. But even before you got to the knowing that it was related to your hormones, before that, had yeah. you gone to to get help or did anyone talk to you about it could be related to your hormones and how you were feeling um no i've I've done a lot of things like um tried lots of herbal Mm. uh, over the counter my house looked like boots yeah and tried acupuncture lots of different things like that but i still wasn't connecting it not really no so you were trying things for your symptoms as opposed to for your definitely like cutting out gluten and things like that and um but nothing really Nothing worked. No. And um, had your periods been changing at this time? Can you remember? Yes. And then, but not not phenomenally. They yeah. literally stopped fairly quickly. I think I was 53 and they literally stopped. Over. It was like, it wasn't that big a deal. So that you'd had these symptoms before your periods had stopped. Definitely. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Looking back, I didn't know it at the time, but looking back. Yes. A lot. Which is really common. So um, for those listening who don't know, the menopause is a year after your last period but the perimenopause is around the time of the menopause and it can go on for several years before the menopause. Like Definitely. You, I saw a lady recently in my clinic who'd had symptoms for 10 years before realising. Um, and it's often, like you say, it's not until you balance your hormones you realise how long they've been changing for. Um, because unless someone's had their ovaries removed as an operation, it's a very gradual decline. And you have some months where you're better, some months where you're a lot worse. And and it's often, like you say, it's a time of our lives where changes occur. You know, you had changes with your mother sadly dying, yeah. your daughter being ill, but often it's, there's something and they were going leaving on home at this and, stage yeah. of our lives. Yeah. So it's very easy to put it down to something going on. You don't realise, and actually as women, we just get on with things, don't we? You know, we're just sort of at the bottom of the pile. And because we're not primed and no one says to us, 
actually this might happen. And one of the things that I often talk when I go to meetings is about women being given information even when they have their smear. So, because if you had been given information, you know the questionnaire that we give to our patients in the clinic, which is available on my website, which is all the symptoms. I feel that if women could fill that out and be given it when they have their smear and say, well, if your periods start changing, fill out this questionnaire. If you have symptoms, it could be related to your hormones because it might have triggered your thoughts For sure. a bit earlier, mightn't it? For sure. There's yeah. no way I would have known that health anxiety or that, I mean, it, it was crushing mm. uh, or like my stomach being so all out of sorts and, yeah. and it literally changed. I had no joy. No. That's the best way yeah. I can put it. I had yeah. no joy. And when I came to see you and I got it balanced, yes. got the right dosage, Yeah, the joy came back. And I didn't know it was as bad as it was no. until it got sorted. Yeah, no, it's 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 desperately sad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know it's bad, but you don't know how bad. Absolutely. And also you don't know what you can do about it. So no. then you're trying to live and adjust, but yeah. you know that it's not you. Um, and it's hard to live. It's, even some days it's just... Even getting up, mm. it's hard. Yes, hard, and you're exhausted because yeah. you're not sleeping. Yeah, for years. Yeah, and you can see why a lot of people give up their jobs and completely withdraw from life. Completely. Um, and sadly, as you might know, there's a peak in suicide rate in the early 50s in women in the UK. I understand and, that. You know, the menopause average age is early 50s, and it's yeah. not a coincidence. You can see why people can really consider harming themselves because they don't have anything in their lives because yeah. of the way they feel. Um, and you're obviously a really upbeat person. You get on with things. But yeah. it's all just gone, hasn't it? Completely, yeah. Had you ever been like this before at all? No, never. No. And I've never had anxiety or nothing. Yeah. So that it floored me. Didn't yeah. see it coming. No. Didn't, didn't understand it. I, that's why I thought something was seriously wrong. Yes. Yeah, because it can't just be the menopause. No, well that's it right. It has to be something yeah. really bad. Yeah, and I think because the menopause is natural, it's not a condition, it's not an illness. A lot of people feel that they just something that they've got to go through. Yeah, and what, what often people don't realise with the low hormone levels, because it can cause illnesses, so it can cause anxiety, it can cause sure. depression, but also it can cause heart disease and osteoporosis, as you know. So yeah. it's not just about trying to get on with your symptoms because you might feel better eventually. You're always going to have these low hormone levels. So yeah. I think the other thing for me was as well was going to the GP because I got such massive anxiety. It was really hard yes. because I didn't know what was the matter and I was convinced it was, mm. if, if I'd have had the information, if I'd have known it was yes. just the menopause, that would have been okay. Yeah. But to go... I, was cold fear because I knew they were going to tell me something really bad. So that, it took a lot. What did they tell you initially when you first went with the anxiety? I didn't go with the anxiety. It was the hot flushes. Right. And I didn't really get, they didn't really ask me anything else. They just said, here's that patch. So they didn't ask me what the other symptoms were. So even when you were given HRT, you didn't realise it might no. Anxiety might be associated. No, I didn't. No. Or anything else. Yeah. I just thought it was the flushes. Yes. But the flushes were so bad, I wasn't sleeping. So I knew that my health was going to be deteriorating because I'm not sleeping yes. for a couple of years. I knew I had to address that. So how often were you getting hot flushes? Every half hour to every hour. Gosh. I know, it was a Day horrible. and night? Yeah. So, so were they, could you sleep at all overnight? I would get a little bit. And this always floored me, like... The fact that it would wake me before the flush. Yes, that often happens. What? Yeah. So you're ready. <laughs> you're ready waiting. Thank you. 
Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, like, I would get little snippets of sleep, mm. but it wouldn't be a lot. So it, it, I knew that I was going to get ill at some point anyway. Because of not sleeping. It, so how long did that go on for? Definitely two food. years. A long time. It is. And you don't realise it because you just adjust and you get yeah. on and you carry on. Yeah, yeah. But not well. No. Not well at all. And that's what made me decide I had to do something because I knew I would get really ill. Yes. Because you can't survive on no sleep. No, absolutely. And there's a lot of people now talking more about the health risks of not sleeping. And um, Huge. It, it's a huge thing. And we know that people who don't sleep well have an increased risk of high blood pressure, heart disease, depression, yes. even cancers as yes. well. Um, and when I listen to very inspirational people talking about sleep and how we can improve and you know, having a sleep routine, not having your phone, having a lavender bath having no caffeine and but if you're getting hot flushes every hour Pointless. how's that going to help yeah, you not know at all. Um, and it's certainly one of the big things that people thank me for in the clinic is saying I've got my sleep back it's um, everything and it makes it's the such holy a difference, grail. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The holy grail of health, I think. Uh, yeah. Good sleep. Absolutely. And I mean, I know when I was getting some perimenopausal symptoms that I didn't recognise myself, yeah. um, <laughs> I kept waking in the night and about three, four in the morning, which is such an awful time yeah. to wake up. And I'd yes. lie there and think, I'm going to be really tired tomorrow. This is ridiculous. Panic. Go back to sleep. And I try and be really calm and do some meditation. Um, yeah. But it's, it, it's just such a waste of time waking up in the night but you can't do anything about it and it's only since my hormones have been balanced I I don't sleep for long but I sleep really well yeah and, and so I feel really embarrassed that I'm yeah. a bit like a teenager I go to sleep then I wake up and I feel really refreshed but I think that was the thing when like um, I got my hormones rebalanced again it wasn't just it was sleep was great mm. but the feeling of feeling well yeah you, you forget what that feels like yeah, I remember saying that I remember asking that asking other people saying do you feel sluggish all the time? Yeah. What do you feel? Do, what does it feel like to feel normal? Because I couldn't remember. Yeah. And then when I got well again, yeah. I, it was lovely. It was lovely. And I do think one of the other things was the testosterone that you gave. That was life changing. Yes. The energy. Yes. And I'd forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was okay, normal to yes. be sluggy and not have any energy and be shattered all the time yeah so for those who are listening so estrogen is the most important hormone and as you say estrogen through the skin it can be given as a patch or a gel so the patch you were given initially was a combination patch so yes. it had estrogen and progesterone yes. in it but it's usually um the combination patches have an older type of progesterone it and did also the combination patches are quite a lowish strength of estrogen so they're fine for some people if they work great but if they don't often people need a higher dose and so that's why some people have the gel some people have patches or some people have a combination the gels and patches are, tend to be safer because there's no increased risk of clot as you know yeah. because they're going straight into the bloodstream whereas the tablet estrogen have a very small risk of clot um so certainly I, as a, a practising physician, will, will give patches or gels in the first line. And then because you've still got your womb, as you say, you had progesterone um, and the natural body identical progesterone is the safest way of taking it. And there are different ways of taking that. And then for, for a lot of women, they really miss testosterone, as you say. So testosterone is the male hormone, but it's also we produce. And it's interesting. So before the menopause, women produce higher concentrations of testosterone than estrogen. Yet we're always grown up, aren't we, thinking estrogen is for women, testosterone is for men. And we have cells that respond to testosterone all over our bodies, the same as we have estrogen 
responding cells all over our body, but especially in our brain. So like you say, this sort of mood, energy, motivation, but our stamina also. So a lot of people find that they can exercise better when they've got testosterone. Um, And you can have all the estrogen you like, but it's not going to wake up those testosterone um, receptors in the cells. I think that like speaking to some of women that I know that are my age, they will all try all the different... Yes. But they'll try HRT for a week or two yes. weeks and they don't, they, it's not, it doesn't work for them. And yes. It's like, I don't think people also understand, one, what the, like I didn't understand what the menopause symptoms were, yes. two, what HRT actually is, and three, it takes time. Yes, absolutely. And it's a balancing act. Yes. And I didn't realise that. And it's a learning process. Yeah, you have to absolutely. learn it. And I think that's really important. So anyone who starts HRT really has to give it a good three months. Definitely. To, to try. And if you think you've been experiencing symptoms for a long time, so if your body's not going to repair no. itself and, and, and get better overnight. So certainly, and some women say to me they feel worse the first month before they felt better yeah and um, so it really varies some symptoms i think can go quite quickly yeah. like usually hot flushes it will take yeah. a few weeks but yeah to get to the really the, the yeah. really good stuff you need yeah you need to keep with absolutely. it absolutely so yes yeah, so there is certainly we always review people after three months yeah. as you know and then often consider starting testosterone if need be yeah now with testosterone as you know it's not licensed for women in the uk and that's yeah. just because menopause is not a priority is it for a lot of people sadly and we have a licensed testosterone preparation for men but not for women yet there is still good evidence that testosterone can work um there's a big global consensus statement that's just been produced by lots of big uh, menopause societies across the world to confirm how safe testosterone is and certainly for women who have low libido who are postmenopausal who have been on oestrogen it can be considered and it's it's mentioned in our guidelines the uk-based guidelines as well so but sadly a lot of women still aren't getting it um shame which is a real shame there is a move to get it licensed and i think that will come because there's enough evidence uh, which will be really good because once it's licensed it means people can get it from their gps if their gps have the knowledge and understanding to prescribe it so that's another battle But, you know, there is a move, there's more education, certainly I'm doing a lot of education for GPs and nurses, a lot of nurses now will be be able to prescribe. So I think as doctors become more confident in managing women in the menopause, then hopefully they will prescribe testosterone. Because, as you know, you have your blood test monitored, um, so the risks of side effects are very, very low because you're still within the female range. For sure. Um, so some women on the NHS still get the male testosterone at lower doses, but it's a bit harder to fine-tune, whereas, as you know, here in the clinic we prescribe this testosterone cream called Androfem, which is made for women and it's regulated in Western Australia, so we're allowed to prescribe it privately. Each tube is expensive, but it works out about 80p a day, so it's worth Well it. worth it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well worth it. Yeah. It's so easy. Such a small amount. Yes, it's like a piece size, isn't it? Tiny bit each yeah. day. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. So it, it, life-changing. And literally, I think with that, I definitely felt that... You could feel the energy increasing, but it, I remember, I think it was the nurse, one of the nurses here, when I came to have a blood test, said, have you been using it, do you mm. feel? And I was like, mm, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. And then she said, like, six months, and I'm like, oh, I haven't been quite six months yet. Yeah. But six months, 
ah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. It literally transformed. It's very gradual, isn't yeah, it? Because I, I mean, I'm quite open. I use testosterone. In fact, I use slightly less. It probably costs yeah. me 50p a day. Yeah. And um, initially I started, I thought, oh, not really doing anything. What a waste. But yeah. now, if you told me I couldn't have it, I'd be really cross. <sighs> no, 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 no. My brain is just clearer. Yeah, know? for sure. I just feel that sure. my energy is better and Definitely. my focus is better as Completely. well. Completely. I think a lot of people say that they're sort of joy de vie they're, they're sort of just happiness returns you can that's exactly what you know, it is the colours have come back in life a bit yeah. <laughs> it's really is it? yeah which is really important isn't it you don't know how important it is till you haven't got no, it no that's right so I think that's um it's like you say when you look back you don't then you realize how you've suffered and and things that yeah. you just think a way of life actually yeah can, can improve I do still think there's a massive stigma I was talking to a friend the other day who absolutely won't touch HRT mm. because the stigma yes. she doesn't want to get you know anything bad breast cancer yes. they still think that's the well that puts off absolutely so you're right so it puts off women and it puts off doctors from prescribing yeah. and um I'm sure you're aware a few weeks ago there was this other study absolutely. that came out in the Lancet and um, all GPs have been sent a warning to say this new study has shown there's an increased risk of breast cancer in fact it was just reviewing old studies oh, no. so it wasn't even a new study and it was looking at older types of HRT. Yeah. So there was very little about the estrogen through the skin. Body there identical, was, yeah, yeah. And there was um, nothing about testosterone. And even the utrogestan, the natural progesterone, yeah. very little about that. So they were making very sweeping statements from wrong, you know, from yeah. not really the right studies. But even when you look at those figures that they said, there was a small increased risk of breast cancer. But what they haven't said is that there's a reduction risk of heart disease, osteoporosis, yeah. diabetes. And in fact, as women, we're seven times more likely to get heart disease yeah. than we are to get breast cancer. Well, when I was in the worst of it, forget exercise, no. forget moving, yes. forget getting out of bed on a really good yeah. day. So, and now to be able to run, move. Yes, because you're back to running. Absolutely, yeah. loving it. Yeah. So it's got to be... Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is what you feel well. Yeah. And I think that's really important. So even women who don't exercise have a higher risk of breast cancer, which a lot of people don't realise. So actually, even if your HRT is increasing your risk, your lifestyle is reducing your risk. Yeah, because you're not going to put on weight, you're exercising, you're probably drinking less alcohol, a lot of women drink less alcohol. So actually, any increase is offset by their lifestyle changes. If you're, if you're walking or running or d- moving, you're not going to be wanting to eat brown food. You're going to yes. eat your vegetables yeah, more. Absolutely. It, just, it just follows through. Yeah. And I definitely felt that. When I was like a slug, couldn't get up, yeah. brown food, give me sweets, give me... You just, you yeah. just can't face anything. No, and lots of people have sugar um, cravings yeah. as well, just because of low estrogen For levels. Sure. And, um, but if you're moving, that goes. It's very different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think when your mind's full of other things, you're not thinking about food in the same way. That's right. So, yeah, there's lots of things. And I think... Um, what is really important is that women get given the right information so they can make the right choices. I wish I'd known. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. It's very sad, I feel, that obviously my job's lovely and the people that I see often get better, but then they often, when they're better, like you, will look back and say, I wish I'd known earlier. Like, you can't get that back now. It's gone, you know what I mean, that time. And it was so horrible. It was so awful. Yeah. 
And at the time, it, it was horrible, but I didn't... It, when I look back, it was worse than I thought. Yes, yeah. I didn't realise it was bad as what it actually was. No, but it's different so when you're in it day in, day out. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. take a step back and see, isn't it? Yeah. It wasn't just the fact that it was like the physical symptoms. I think a lot of it, like the brain fog, like the fact that my daughters were like, can you finish a sentence? Mm. I'd never real. how could you possibly know that that no. was menopause? Absolutely, no. That you can't finish a sentence? Yeah. But it's very common? Very. So have your family noticed a difference in you? I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. For sure, definitely they have, yeah. yeah. For sure. Thank so, goodness. Good. <laughs> so just to finish, it's been really interesting just getting your, you know, real words from real women talking about... Real human. Yeah, well, it is really important because, as you know, I talk non-stop about the menopause, but yeah. it's, it's very important. I think people will learn a lot from your words. So thank you for sharing them. It's thank really you. Good. So just before we finish, can I have your three take-home tips of what you would say to a woman who has been listening to this and there will be people who listen and will be nodding their head and saying, yes, that's me now. What would you say to them? If I could go back to talk to me now, Mm. five years ago, I would... It's a terrible thing. I would... You've got to get the help. You've got to go and find out. And it's really hard, I know, when you're in that place. And the other thing, people, they, they don't want to spend the money... And I get that. I do. I understand that. But it's priceless. It's priceless. And even, like, I get my HRT from the NHS. It costs so little. It's so worth it. So worth it. So definitely, it's worth the money. Mm. And it's really difficult to say, go to your GP, because I did go to my GP, but it didn't Mm. help me. So if you can't get the help from the GP, go private. And I, I would. Yeah. I did. Yeah. But again, I know it's the cost, but it's worth it. And get informed, get the information. Yeah. Although that's not easy. I understand that, but I would. You need to get the information. It is really important. And I think I'm certainly not doing this to promote my clinic because I'm busy enough. And as a lot of people know, I can't get a job as an NHS menopause specialist because there's no funding, there's no No. clinics. But I think it's really important that women go to evidence-based resources, so like my website get the right information, print it off. And if you don't get help from your GP, challenge them, go back, try and find a GP who has a special interest. And I think if you've got more information, even print off the nice guidelines, then GPs can't refuse. Yeah. Um, Because at the end of the day, we as women or as patients, we have a choice. And if we have a reasonable choice about treatment, we should ask for it. So it's hard, isn't it, when you're in that place to actually ask. But... You know, people shouldn't be having to come to private clinics. But you know, I agree. Some, some people come once or twice and we put them on the right road. Um, there might be an NHS menopause clinic close by that someone can go to. But sometimes it's nurses, you know, go and see a yeah. practice nurse, go and see anyone who will give you the information and the help that you need is really important. I think the other thing was when I was at the worst talking to all my friends nobody else was on HRT Mm. and I wish that there'd been other people so if anybody is they need to talk about it yeah because that would have been really helpful for me I think going to um find other people to talk but who can talk and help because sometimes people can talk in circles and that yeah but 
something like going to Diane Dunderman's menopause support uk. her website she's got a Facebook group it's yeah. really useful so having the right direction is really important to know the symptoms mm, that would have been really helpful yeah yeah. So there is help out there, but you've just got to try and find it. Yeah, and that's think hard. The most important thing for me from this podcast is just don't suffer alone. I agree. So thank you ever so much for coming. Thank, thank you. For more information about the menopause, please visit our website, www.menopausedoctor.co.uk.